Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 55 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. We are on the final day of the daily podcast adventure, and we have three more episodes to go. That means we get a trifecta delivered here in this final day of the adventure. And I was thinking about what will we talk about? What will come up in these spaces? And so many times the podcast presents itself. It brings through opportunities and challenges, and it gives me the chance to reflect on what's happening in my own life and to see how it comes through in the lens of the osteopathic concept. And as we talked about recently, how is that actually happening here? Are we seeing the direct relationships or the indirect relationships as we've talked about in the past, the ways that we treat in osteopathic medicine? And I admittedly had gotten to a space where I thought, ooh, am I not very effectively bringing this through? And then as I glanced back at the history of these past 30 days of episodes, I saw that absolutely it was emerging in most mysterious sometimes quite obvious, and always very beautiful ways. And so as I'm here on this day, and we'll talk through three, I will look at the overview of the month as we come to that final episode for this experience. But today I want to look at the context of a different challenge that arose during the course of this month. And that's where we began, where we began with coming off of the swim challenge, and we launched into this daily podcast adventure, self ascribed, which all of our challenges are, right? We get to decide whether we're signing up for these things. We might feel coerced or obligated, but we still are actively choosing to engage. And over the course of this past month, I've shared with you different spaces and places where I have towed the line at a race and gone through a wild variety of emotions with that. Coming back to that start line again, having a very different experience. And most recently, today, I completed the Rovember challenge for Dark Horse. It's a athletics company, a coaching company, and they put out rowing workouts. And the goal is to change the lives of people through the sport of rowing. And largely done in the off the water training on the ergometer. For me, I use the concept to erg. And if you had to buy one piece of exercise equipment, I have no obligation or arrangements or engagement affiliation. There's the word I'm looking for with concept two, but I will say is the most reliable and long lasting piece of equipment I've ever owned myself. I have mine originally from uh, my late college years that I gave to my niece and have had them in the gym with multiple, multiple use. And it's a whole body workout that can go with you in all kinds of places and spaces. So highly recommend, but again, no affiliation. And concept two is currently in the midst of their own holiday challenge. So between Thanksgiving and Christmas every year, there's the challenge to accumulate 100,000 or 200,000 meters. And I've done this a couple of times now, once at the 100,000 mark and then again at the 200,000 and aiming again for the 200,000 this year. And it's going quite well, thanks to being part of the Rovember Challenge in November. So let's go back there. This came through 
in an email. And it's interesting always to see the email marketing schemes and even that word doesn't sound fair, the email marketing opportunities that come through. And when I saw it, I thought, oh, perfect timing, right? So I've omitted this swimming portion of my day. We have come off the water for rowing. We're aiming toward ahead of the Charles opportunity in October of 2022. And it's a daily workout. Now I add this on to my usual daily CrossFit workout and we can have our own opinions about whether that's too much or too little, but you find your appropriate set point for movement. And I love the opportunity to build more cardiovascular endurance. You know, I have been running, but running has to be lower on my mileage for various biomechanical purposes. And so I engaged and every morning at 4 a.m. I wouldn't check it specifically at that time, but it would arrive into my inbox and there would be a workout and you just go and you do it. And that can sound very simple. It could sound very boring, but it is something where it's available, right? It's made available. There's no thinking involved. You just go out and you set the monitor and you do the work. There are various expectations on time, distance, speed, strokes per minute, all the different ways you can engage with it. And what was most fascinating to me throughout this challenge, these 30 days of workouts, was that they often wear slower than what I would normally row on my own and slower, mostly in terms of strokes per minute. And that's the number of times that you pull the handle per minute. And I tend toward a high rate per minute rower, faster. It's better for me. I have higher aerobic capacity. I don't have as much power. I'm getting as much meters per stroke really just from the leg drive is harder for me. And so that's where I can gain an advantage. But this one put me into a space where often we were at 18 or 20 strokes per minute, which is quite slow for me. And it's relatively so if we think about the range of strokes per meter we use on the erg and on the water. And what it gave me the opportunity to do was to practice more nose breathing. I've read Breath by James Nestor, and I shared that with you in past episodes. And making the adaptation in some of those higher aerobic workouts can be more challenging. And it gave me the practice of patience, the practice of generating power, even when the recovery is slower, seeing if I could tap into that and begin to believe I'm the type of person who can generate more power per stroke because you heard in there, right, that I'm not the type of person who does. I don't have the same power per stroke, but that's a thought. Yes, we can look at the facts around it and see the splits and watts and all of those data points, but at the same time, beginning to believe I have that capacity can change it. And so I was going about this and staying on track with the workouts each day, and then partway through the month, Annie Thor's daughter, who is one of the most notable CrossFit athletes of all time, has won the games multiple times and came back from having a baby this year and getting the silver medal and is really inspirational. She's really positive. She's the owner and coach at CrossFit Reykjavik in Iceland. And she posted she was going to do a rowing challenge. And I thought, well, this could be a little crazy, but you know, I can be flexible. I can do the workouts or I could save the workouts knowing this holiday challenge was going to extend beyond November. And so I decided, why not? knowing again that I could make it work for me. So I had these daily challenges coming in, these daily workouts, and then twice a week, I would have these more specific workouts. Now, here's a differential to take note of. And if you are someone who is offering a program or considering how you can tap into a community, I felt much more inclined to do the workouts from Annie Thor's daughter's Let's Row because there was a live and active community where you would read the challenge. There were descriptors and purposes, and then you would post it and see what other people were doing on the day. And no, no disrespect or dis, 
regard to Dark Horse Rowing, they do have their own community, and that is independent of this free challenge, totally appropriate as well to have that set up in what way it works for them. But it was just that email that I received, and I wasn't reporting back to anyone that I was doing these challenges. So just noticing that, noticing the accountability factor, the community factor, the connection factor, what motivates you? So if you are taking up a challenge or if you do want to engage in a new way of exercising or eating or being in community, oftentimes it does help to have those pieces and finding the ones that work best for you. Maybe you're happy to just have the result and don't want to have it compared to anyone else or shared in a community. So you might prefer the other version. Noticing that, tuning into what works best for you and stepping into it. And so here I was midway through the month and also being mindful that I'm not actually attributing any of these meters yet to this holiday challenge. But in the process, I'm becoming the type of person who rows consistently, who accumulates meters, who's focusing on different components, right? Looking at that strokes per minute. And in the Let's Row challenge, it's specifically geared toward improving your 2K time, which is the most common test in rowing, that 2,000 meter distance. And it's one where reducing that time, you know, can be a great benchmark. It can be a marker of fitness. can be a marker of technique improvement. And so that one has a very specific purpose, which might also be something to consider, right? What are we working toward? If it simply is the enjoyment of every day, knowing that other people around the world are participating in this challenge. And to that point, there is the social media community where you can see others who did share their dark horse workouts, the hashtag Rovember. And admittedly, I'm not as frequently on the spaces where they are. So that community may be very well in existence, And it's just not in the way that I'm most actively participating. So noticing that, right? What is easy and accessible for you? Let those things, as we build habits, and if you have read Atomic Habits by James Clear, those are key components, right? So is it going to be in the space and in a place where you see it frequently, right? Noticing that. So all the ways to build our likelihood for success. And so somewhere in that midpoint, we could call it the messy middle, or maybe more toward the latter because it was once the Let's Row got started. There were a few days I didn't complete the Dark Horse Challenge on the day. And now we could look at that, and it could be totally reasonable. I was doing other workouts. We had some fun running events. We did that turkey trot here in town, prioritizing the Let's Row, which did have its specific purpose. And because it was on those two days per week, it seemed more likely to do them on those days versus when it's every day or you think oh I could add it in tomorrow I did have a couple doubles but ultimately as we've approached today right I have completed 28 of the 30 workouts again a couple of them not on the actual day and I have two in reserve that I'm going to add in into the month of December because then they get to contribute to my holiday challenge workouts and meters and I have made it work for me. And now interestingly, we're about halfway through by my understanding and recollection, the Let's Row Challenge. And there have been moments when I see the workout and I start the workout and I think, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to maintain this effort, this stimulus, this split time. Many times it's asking you to reduce, to get faster, right? As you go through, which we know as you get more fatigued can be harder to do, but it's building up both the physiologic capacity and also the psychological capacity confidence that I'm the type of person who can reduce my split time as we go through the workout, right? I can rise to the occasion. I can complete this challenge. I am improving my technique and my capacity in this space. 
what I noticed pulling in, I'm t- pulling in that thread of atomic habits into this space, I also have the opportunity with each stroke, with each time I see that monitor to think, I'm the type of person who completes this challenge. I'm the type of person who can pull a 157 for 1,250 meters. I'm the type of person who can improve my 2K row time over the course of six weeks. I'm the type of person who shows up consistently and completes workouts. I'm the type of person who moves the workouts to a different day in the schedule because it works best for me. I'm the type of person who's attuned to what I need in order to be successful. I'm the type of person who's willing to try to get information and to make adaptations. And all along the way, there are meters involved. As I shared him, somewhere above the 50,000 meter mark here within the first week of the holiday challenge. And I don't know, I can go back and look what that trajectory looks like compared to other years. But I know it's positive, right? It's giving me an advantage. It's putting me ahead of where I would need to be from an average meters per day standpoint. But it's never been about the meters. I can row and run and bike and all of those pieces, but they are contributing to my self-belief, right? They're giving me the opportunity to decide and commit to and invest in the type of person that I am, that I'm becoming. And it's also not about achieving the challenge or being successful. It's really about those strokes in the moment, right? Looking at that rate and just being present to what the current challenges, not the overarching challenge, not the hundreds of thousands of meters or the 30 days or the six weeks or a certain personal record time that's going to emerge from this. It's about being on the rower in that moment, seeing those numbers and seeing that they represent my commitment to myself right then and there, who I am in that moment. And then it's ultimately me deciding what that means, what is successful, what is good enough. I can have aims and aspirations. I can have targets. I can have all the framework provided for me. And I get to decide how I'm feeling about myself in that moment. And I'm choosing to, in these moments, feel good about myself, to honor the effort that's being put forth. And I'm being surprised by the progress. Now, as I shared with you in that run event back around Halloween, it's really easy to slip into disappointment and self-judgment and a lot of internal criticism. I'm still working with that. And that's okay too. Just like when I shared in the golden milk story, the human brain is still at play here. And it absolutely is at play, even though it sometimes feels a lot like work and a lot like struggle. It's remapping and reprogramming. And we have the opportunity to engage with it how we would like to. And we're not going to get it right or perfect every time. Do those even exist? We could have a whole other episode on that. And maybe we will because we have two more on the docket for today. But just seeing the opportunity that arises in the act of, in the process of, in the space of progress. And that doesn't even have to mean improvement, but just the engagement. And I want to say active engagement, but I also want to talk about restful engagement. What I'm also learning is what amount of time I need for rest in volume I need for fuel and what that looks like. I'm also having the opportunity to engage with others in this experience to welcome someone into the workout. I posted recently on my Facebook page, you know, the workout I shared with my daughter and she was on a rower and I was on a rower and we were in the act of engaging together. And she even made a comment while we were there and she was beating me off the rower in the rounds, doing different volumes. But again, we were each doing what was best for us, finding what we needed to be successful. 
And she looked at me with a smile and said, maybe I was born to row. And then she got off and started a different movement. And she said, well, maybe I was really born to work out. And she cheered me on as she completed her workout first. And she was encouraging. She gave me some feedback on what I was doing. And then she very happily noted that she was done. She had had her fill and returned to the house. And I finished my workout and then we reconvened. So just seeing what opportunities arise in the process of, on the way to, and even if we don't arrive, and we could talk about that too, because we are always arriving, but we are always also where we are in this now moment. And being who we are through whatever experience invites us is the most powerful part of that journey. And so whatever challenge comes up, as I said, we'll be stepping back into the daily living conceivable emails, and I hope to widen the reach of where they go, not for any achievement or purpose, but because they have the capacity right, to offer new insights. And I love the opportunity to be able to engage with others. And I'm also recognizing that the act of creating them has been enough. And so whether they make it out of my inbox and into another is beautiful, brilliant, welcomed, not necessary for them to be what they are because the act of creating them is such a powerful piece of the process for me. So if you've been considering a challenge, if something has been out there and calling to you, I encourage you to look at what do I want to do? How long will I allow myself to get there? And what can I embrace in the process along the way? And then as we talked about, find those pieces of it that make it fun for you, that make it very likely that you're going to engage, that keep it easy, reduce the decision-making for you, right? Having a plan can be super helpful. And this is coming from someone who totally embraces a lot of spontaneity and just see where we're going to go. But I also recognize the value of right? opening my inbox, having the workout, designating the time, sitting down and doing it. And seeing even within that, even within that framework, there is space, right? Within those boundaries, there is freedom for creativity to emerge. And you might surprise yourself, right? See what it's like to celebrate the success in each and every moment. See what dialogue might come up around, I'm the type of person who, and keep filling in that blank with all the beautiful ways you are showing yourself who you are. And I'd love for you to share with me what comes up as you consider challenge engagement, as you consider the strategies for success, and as you consider the opportunity to be with yourself, to allow progress to emerge, to embrace the process, and to see the evolution of what happens in those spaces. So I thank you for walking with me through this. I'm gonna celebrate, right? 28 of 30 workouts done alongside five of five done so far in the Dark Horse and Less Road Challenges respectively. I'll report back to you when we have the 2K time trial, how that goes. And I'm anticipating it could go quite well, right? I'm building the evidence that I'm improving the rates that I'm able to hold. But that, again, becomes a secondary space to who I'm becoming in the process of engaging in this opportunity. I thank you for joining me for this entire month. It really has been a fascinating experience. And I look forward to seeing how the podcast evolves, having had this intensity and consistency over this month and what that primes for us going forward. We have two more months left in season three and some great opportunities to convene. This is Dr. Millie Beakey 
with this osteopathic life. Thank you for listening.